Hello everyone, and welcome to Novelty from the North Situate Library. I'm your host Catherine, and every month I review a couple books and give you a look behind the shelves at the secret and sometimes maybe not very scandalous lives of library workers. I apologize for the lateness of this episode. I was very sick last weekend, so I bumped everything back a week, but let's get to it. Today, I'm reviewing North County Paranormal by Amanda McColgan. North County Paranormal follows Gabriella, who is the newest recruit of the Worcester County branch of the Foundation for Paranormal Studies. The job involves cleansing haunted houses, investigating paranormal happenings, and actually it doesn't really matter what the job is because it offers health benefits, so she's all in. The novel is about half workplace drama and half horror story and completely enthralling. Horror isn't my usual genre, but I loved this book. There was one scene that seriously left me afraid to turn off the lights and go to bed for fear of creatures lurking in the shadows. I read the whole thing through in one night. My favorite thing about the book, and really all of McColgan's writing, is that it's extremely situated in southern New England working class experiences. The way people talk, the things they're interested in, and the places they go are all familiar and feel like home. And the conflicts, besides the ones with paranormal creatures, are also familiar. An ongoing bit in the story is that Gabrielle has to complete a long online training course during the first weeks of her job, and the computer keeps thinking she's in New Bedford because their computers are outdated hand-me-downs, because the foundation doesn't even give them the funding they need to pay the basic bills, never mind providing them with tech. It's all very familiar. I believe that North County Paranormal will soon be available as an ebook through the eZone, or you can get it at McColgan's website, EnfieldArts.com. She also has a lot of free content available in the form of podcasts and stuff to read. Check it out, especially if you're interested in spooky New England stuff. If you want to check something out that's free, I specifically recommend Dunk's Run, which is an episode of her podcast, Take the Mass Pike. I'll link that in the show notes and transcript. Situate readers and listeners may be extra interested because she specializes in stories related to the Quabbin Reservoir, which was created in a similar situation to the Situate Reservoir. Hi everyone, this is Miss Elise. I hope you're all enjoying the summer so far and have been able to do something fun or have had a chance to relax. We have been very busy here with a lot of great things happening here at the library. Last week, we kicked off our summer reading program, and it was a blast. Before I tell you about all of our summertime fun, I want to let you know about a wonderful book I just finished. It was this year's Kids Read Across Rhode Island Choice, Becoming Muhammad Ali by Kwame Alexander and James Patterson. Muhammad Ali was a legend. But before he was world-famous boxer and activist, he was a kid named Cassius Clay who grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. He spent time riding bikes, hanging out with his brother Rudy and his friends, and listening to his grandfather's stories. Cassius always knew that he was destined for greatness, but growing up in the segregated South, there were not a lot of opportunities for young black children who grew up dealing with racism, injustice, and unfairness on a regular basis. One day he walked into a boxing gym, and his path to greatness began. 
Cassius was determined, he was focused on his boxing, and he trained all the time. With the support of his friends and and family, he began winning his fights. And by the time he was 22, he had won the heavyweight title. I really enjoyed this book. And I like that it was written from two perspectives. Um, one was from Cassius's best friend, Lucky, and the other one was from Cassius. And that part, everything, all the entries from Cassius's perspective were written in verse, um, where Lucky's what did the storytelling and it was a narrative. Um, I would also recommend listening to the audiobook. Uh, the co-author Kwame Alexander read it and he does a great job. And they also have sound effects. Um, there's a boxing bell for each to announce each section, um, like round one, ding. Um, each section or the chapter, each chapter, they called it a round in the book. Uh, it's a great book for anyone around um, nine or ten years and older. Um, if you're a boxing fan, you like novels written in verse, or you want to learn more about legendary athlete, um, check out Becoming Muhammad Ali. This past week has been a lot of fun here. We have had such a great time at our kickoff party. With uh, We had animal-themed carnival games, crafts, and temporary tattoos. Um, I would also like to give a shout-out to everyone who helped with the party. Um, Kylan, Sarah, Abby, and Samantha. I also would like to thank Laurel for designing our awesome library decorations and kickoff games. If you can, stop in and see her work. Um, Come and see the Yeti before he heads back to the Matterhorn. And while you're here, you can sign up for one of our fun reading challenges. We have one for each age group and spectacular raffle prizes this year, including gift cards to Biomes Marine Center, Moose Trackers Ice Cream Shop, and Socrates Pizza. We also have some fun programs coming up. We're having a live animal visit from the Denison Pequot Seppos Nature Center in Connecticut on July 26th, and a great STEM program for grades 6 and up with Mobile Quest on July 19th, where they will build a flying gas-powered animal. If you have a chance to stop by and say hello, it's always great to see everyone. If you have any questions or any recommendations, I'd love to hear them. Hopefully, I will see some of you soon. Have a great July and stay cool. (laughs) I'll see you soon. Bye. Now for our little peek behind the shelves. As a quick refresher, last month I told you all about Bill's idea to write up the interlibrary cookbook club for Lambton Cuisine, the magazine he works for developing and testing recipes. He brought a draft to Jen that was really an insult to Jen and to libraries in general, but we decided that we could use this opportunity to our advantage. Jen worked up some notes for the article and planned a way to calmly relate her concerns about the way he was describing the library. They decided to meet in person at her work to discuss the article and her comments. Bill brought coffee. Everything was friendly enough, though Jen admits there were a few times where she would have lost her temper if it wasn't for her practice dealing with the public. She said, It was going well, but then something happened. I'm not even sure what, because I was distracted. Megan came through, hand in hand, with Danny. She could not keep the scorn out of her voice as she told me. It was just like that. 
hand in hand with Danny. Actually, I haven't mentioned Danny in a while, have I? He's a patron at Jen's Library who I met at the same time as Gary Industries. He and Jen like to talk about intellectual property and privacy and other library things. And my dear friend Jen assured me that it didn't bother her that Megan and Danny were dating because she hadn't asked him out on principle. It's a bad idea to date a patron. And while she's definitely not lying about any of that, I could also tell that she was maybe just a little bit jealous. And it's fair, because I would bet my bottom dollar that Megan came through specifically to rub it in Jen's face. So anyway, Jen got distracted because Megan came through, interrupted her mid-sentence, of course, to say bye and ask if she was working next day and probably to gloat. And when Jen turned back to Bill, he was gripping the edge of the table white-knuckled. Jen apologized and smiled warmly at him, and he nodded his head once, curtly. So, where were we? said Jen, trying to get back on topic and scanning through her notes. Right, about the collaborating with other libraries. But Bill stood up so fast she barely saw the transition from seated to upright. He muttered in a hurry that he was really very sorry, but had to go. And he bowed slightly, apologized again, and practically ran out, leaving his half-finished coffee and all his notes behind. And that is the mystery that I have to leave you with this month, dear listeners, because I am just as in the dark as you are. I don't have a cookbook for you this month, but rather than cut things short, I thought I would bring you another reading list where I talk about other books that I have read recently. Nothing too detailed, but a quick check-in to whet your appetite for some titles. Stone Butch Blues by Leslie Feinberg is a foundational queer text that I read to see if it would be a good fit for the queer book club. It definitely wasn't light reading, but it was an excellent novel. It shows the life of a butch lesbian from her time growing up in the 1950s and into the early 90s, and her gender journey through that time. Ace, What Asexuality Reveals About Desire, Society, and the Meaning of Sex by Angela Chen is the actual book that we read this month for Q+. It was an informative, interesting, and thorough dive into the topic of sexuality and how it intersects with other pieces of our identity. I've also started doing advanced reviews of some books to see if there's something I might want to get for the library and to stretch my skills as a reviewer. Can You Sign My Tentacle by Brendan O'Brien is a book of cosmic horror poems that I really enjoyed by an author from Trinidad and Tobago that I follow in tabletop gaming circles. It's basically a meditation on the topic of existence as resistance and how much power we show when we resist oppression. And The Cabinet by Unsoo Kim is a translation of an award-winning Korean novel. It's science fiction, and elements of it remind me of Douglas Adams. It has a mix of fantasy elements and very common bureaucracy. I'm still in the middle of this one, but it's been a very interesting read so far. And that's it for this month. Thank you for listening to Novel Tea. Please note that the opinions in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of the North Situate Public Library. The Behind the Shelves segment is a work of fiction, and any similarities to real people is unintentional. Today, we mention North County Paranormal and Take the Mass Pike by Amanda McColgan. 
Becoming Muhammad Ali by Kwame Alexander and James Patterson, Our Summer Reading Challenges, Stone Butch Blues by Leslie Feinberg, Ace by Angela Chen, Can You Sign My Tentacle by Brendan O'Brien, and The Cabinet by Unsu Kim. I'm including links to all of the books we discussed in the show notes, as well as a link to the transcript of this episode and to all of our social media. If you can't get enough library content, visit situatelibrary.org to learn about all of our services and programs. Please be sure to send us feedback on the show. Leave us reviews wherever you can do that, or even just drop us an email. I'm at Catherine at situatelibrary.org, and Elise is Elise at situatelibrary.org. We'd love to hear from you.